First time, long time. 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 Tim, Tommy Fitzgerald along with Richie Barone, and we have got former Mets first baseman on the phone, Mo Vaughn. Mo, how you doing today? Good, guys. How you guys doing? Can't complain. Everything's going well. Very good, very good. And, uh, you know, Mo, we got you on. We're going to talk a bunch of baseball, but we hear you got a new line of clothing. Uh, why don't you tell us about that? I started this uh, online concept. Uh, it's MVP Collections collections.com and it was just uh targeting uh the the 234x guy the size 38 to 50 guy just giving him some style um giving him a lifestyle look and giving him uh, a chance to look like everybody else before the beard guy i mean i was the one you know i'm basically the customer i was right. fortunate enough you know to have some excess income to go out and like you know uh have my clothes made or tailored and i was just thinking that you know why well, can't you know this this be accessed in stores like 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 normal people so i i started you know to, to put this thing um uh, you know online and i also i i i i i get i did an e-com site just so i could also get a feel of what the customer wants what their needs are because you really don't know because nobody's in this space. So I've had it up, the site up, you know, uh, on Ecom for about four weeks. We're listening, you know, through social media, Facebook, Twitter. We're listening to what these guys are looking for and trying to, trying to make some adjustments. So um, it's, a, it's a listening process. It's trying to learn, trying to, uh, to, uh, to figure out what it is. And I tried to price point it, you know, for the, for the working guy. Uh, premium T-shirt is fifty-eight, you know, fifty-eight bucks. Premium denim is two, you know, two hundred and uh, and eight dollars. Or I think that's I, I think I'm somewhere in the area. But I tried to price point it for a guy, you know, the, the average guy that goes out, works hard, and 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 wants to uh, to 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 have some style. So that's how I got to it. I've been fortunate enough, you know, um, you know, I got into the affordable housing business. So I can see right there, you know, you know, where this customer is, what they're trying to look like, what they're trying to do. Um, I've been lucky enough to get involved with things that are beneficial. I think this is a this is a beneficial. It's a need that needs to have, you know, affordable housing out of New York or something that's a need. You know, you need to be trying to provide quality living, and I'm you know, trying to give somebody some quality style and try to price for it at the right price, and that's. That's how I got here. Yeah, you know, I can't argue with that because uh, as big guys ourselves, I got to tell you, you know, between rent and everything else you got to pay, I'm sitting there most of the time in, uh, you know, T-shirts and Under Armour sweatpants. So, you know, the fact of the matter is you, you're giving us some nice options and, uh, you know, we really appreciate that. That's good stuff, man. Well, I'm just trying. You know, um, I look at it for myself. We want to go out. We want to put our nice, you know, pair of jeans. We want to get stylish. And then we want to, you know, bring it to a nice sport jacket with a button down, you know. I'm just trying to think about how I had to react when I went from being an athlete to being in the business world. 
and I'm trying to give that guy the same opportunity that everybody else has. And that's 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 where that's where it came from. So again, we're you know, now we're we're we got an e-com site up, which has been about you know four weeks. We're listening, trying to figure out where to, you know where we can help in all these areas and see where it goes. Yeah, and I tell you what, Mo, you mentioned the real estate factor and uh, you know doing some research. Uh, you've been very active in areas like Brownsville and Yonkers and, and up in Lawrence, Massachusetts. That's a really cool thing on your part, as you mentioned, giving back to the community. How did you become involved in the real estate business when you were done playing? Listen, I uh, I was I was living out in Columbus, Ohio. Um, and I was going you know, I, I, I always knew there was going to be an afterlife. I just knew it. I just, you know, I, as, as much as I wanted to, to be this or that, you know, I know, always knew that there had to be an afterlife. And I, I was listening to some, some friends talk about this com concept in Columbus, Ohio. I took it back to my lord, my attorney, who is now my partner, guy, you know, cat by the name of Gene Schnur, probably one of the smartest dudes I've been around. Um, him, my other partner, Rod Bennett, you know, we've grown this thing and, you know, lucky enough, you know, uh, Mayor Bloomberg, you know, time, it was Mayor Bloomberg. Um, he was interested in, you know, doing, you know, a vast amount of new, uh, 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 new you know, a uh, number of affordable housing units. We started this thing in two, you know, 2003, we ramped up, we did our first project in 2004, uh, 289 units in, in, in the, in, 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 uh, in the Bronx. And we've been going ever since. And, you know, now we own and operate over 14,000 units of this stuff. We manage it. We, we, we own it. We construct it. Uh, we, we, we secure, we do the whole gamut. So I was lucky enough, you know, very, very fortunate. You know, I, I, I had a solid major league career to be able to get into, uh, another venture and it worked out. You know, I, 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 you know, people ask me how I'm doing. It's great because you know I've had success at two things, two or three things already, and and uh, it's 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 been good for me. That's so hey, cool. well, shout out to you and shout out to Michael Bloomberg and shout out to everybody who's involved. Do you ever get down on the job site and actually do any of the construction on these things? Well, I don't do any other construction, but let me tell you something. You're, when you're when you're in affordable housing, and what we're able to do is 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 go out and you know, we get state bonds and federal tax credits. You've got to kiss the ring, you know what I mean? You know, from you know, New York City Council, which has been great to us, to the mayor, the, you know, the councilwoman in the district, the state, all the agencies. And I think for me, you know, you got to be involved. And, and uh, when we go to a site, you know, we're going to lay down, you know, $20, $30 million in construction. You have to meet, you have to meet with tenants. You get to know these whole processes. Was I actually swinging a hammer? No. But do I understand the process and, and being involved with the process from A to Z? I understand completely. And I think, you know, that was the one great thing my partner did, you know, Gene did for me was like, he said to me, the only way this is going to work is if you're, if you understand it, you know it, you got to live it. And, and, and doing that, it, it just, it just gave me a, uh, uh, an education on life and lessons and how to deal with people and, you know, uh, how to make things work and, you know, uh, working construction management, you know, it's, 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 it's a big game of managing people. It's, and it's something that I've enjoyed doing since I got out. Yeah, that's terrific, Mo. And I tell you, it's so great to hear it. Cause you see so many athletes, uh, baseball and football and basketball, a lot of guys, uh, you know, they, they stop playing and they don't have 
uh, that that second hobby, that second career, and you know you're a real outlier, and you're you're killing it. You know, you killed it on the on the playing diamond, and you're doing great in the business world. It's awesome, man. Man, I appreciate it. You know, uh, just uh, just got to keep going. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not one, you know, to sit still, and but you got to try to be smart. I think for us athletes, the main thing we got to do is we got to get that next life. You, you got to find trust. You know, you got to find trust in the people you're around. And I've been fortunate enough, you know, even my partner, Diane, in MVP Collections is, you know, she's been a family friend. You know, I've, I've known her for a long time, and I can trust her. My partner in Omni, New York, LLC, you know, is my attorney, you know, Gene, and my other partner, Rob. You know, uh, as smart as they are, you can trust them. And I think that's what's got to be understood is, is, is you got, when you're going to the next life, you've got to trust the people you're around. And I've been lucky enough to, to do that. Right on. Well, let's get back into uh, some of your, your playing days when you were uh, when you were crushing it on the baseball field there. When you were with the Red Sox, they gave you the name the Hit Dog. Now, that seems like a very – in the 90s, why was everyone – why did everyone have dog at the end of their nicknames? I saw Fred McGriff was the crime dog. You were the Hit Dog. Who gave you that name? Well, first of all, Freddie and I are great friends. You know, he was a, he was a great guy to look up to. We're lefty. We had to hang in there against some tough lefties. He hit the ball the other way, and he's just a good, just a good, solid dude, low key dude that can really swing it. So you know, we've always been friends. I got you know, I I uh, am a mega a member of the Mega Sci-Fi Fraternity, which you know has much more prominent people like Shaq and Michael Jordan, and you know you see the guys playing football with the horseshoes on their on their left arm or on their arms. That's that's my international fraternity, and our, our 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 mascot is the bulldog. So when I was playing in college, from hitting in the bulldog, that's how the hit dog came about. That's awesome. And you mentioned college. You know, you went to Seton Hall, and you were down there. I mean, you must have had a hell of a team. You had John Valentine and Craig Biggio. At the at the time, did you know all you guys were going to make it? No, I, I, I was lucky enough to play with Craig. I was, John Valentin was my, you know, Craig was catching at the time. John Valentin was my shortstop. There was a cat by the name of Kevin, Kevin Morton uh, um, pitching. Uh, we had guys like, you know, like Petey Patron, Dana Brown, who's now, you know, you know a head, head, opera, head, uh, head scouting director with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, we... We were, if anything, you know, we had a cat named Ralph Soto who played right, right field. That team was so talented, but more than anything, that team was a tough bunch of kids. And, and, and one thing I've always respected about that team at Seton Hall is our captains. You know, we had the captains, Biggio and Victor Deep Pasquale. And we used to go on the road, you know, you know how, you, know how you play uh, fall ball? We used to go on the road with no coach. And our captains would run the team. We didn't need a coach. Wow. That's how tight that group was in, you know, the 87 Seton Hall team. That we would go on the road on fall games, and the coach didn't, you know, the manager, you know, the coach, no coach needed to come. We would go, we would set up, they'd take infield, we'd do different things, and they'd be coaching the bases, and we'd go play. We didn't need a coach. And that team was one of the, you know, greatest teams I ever played on with all those guys, you know, Mike Shepard and, 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 and you know, uh, you know, uh, just all, all the Jeff Riggs, all those, all those guys, man. You know, were just, you know, people. Some were just great, great people at the time. 
That's amazing. Did uh, did Craig Biggio? He so you know I think he's got the major league record for getting hit by pitches. Did he practice that? Man, he just was tough as nails. You know, he just was he just was tough, man. You know, you you knew Craig could go out and catch. You know, you know, and then he'll play a double hitter. He'll go play shortstop at second base. He was just an athlete. You know, he was he was a great athlete. He could run. He hit. You know, he was so fast that you know you know in the squat position. People would be running down, you know, uh, the baseline for for you know for infield hit, and he'd be beating him down line. Or he'll run up behind somebody, you know, taking off, you know, second, you know, running around second round and first going to second, and he'll be at first base receiving a throw with a backhand tag. He he just was he just was he was he, he just was in it. He was just in it. You knew he was going to be great. Unbelievable. And I mean, after Seton Hall, you wound up on the Boston Red Sox. Obviously, you had a, a great time over there. Uh, I think you played for a little while, right, if I'm not mistaken, with Pedro Martinez. Do you have any good Pedro stories? Everyone seems to have at least one. I got good stories, but I can't tell you the stories. All I can tell you this. Oh, boy. <laughs> is that he's just, he was, he at his, at his height, he was the best. He was the best ever. I faced him when I went back to Boston. Um, in, in 99 and the command, the slider, the change up, the fast boy, fastball, the pinpoint control, um, and you know, uh, just his competitiveness. He was, he was the best. And, you know, I'm, I'm very close with Roger Clemens. You know, you could, you could put those two right in the same category, but, uh, Pedro was, Pedro was awesome. And he, you know, I get a chance to go down to Dominican. I see him. I, you know, I get off the plane. He takes care of me. I'll be, it's, it, he's, he's a good dude. Good dude. He deserves everything he got. Yeah, I loved Pedro. I mean, what, you know, Tommy and I are really big Mets fans. We loved Pedro's time in the Mets. And you know what? We loved when we got you on the Mets. I mean, talk about a, a little bit about your time on the Mets. I remember specifically one home run. You hit one off the Budweiser sign at Shea. And growing up, no one could hit one off the Budweiser sign at Shea. <laughs> Was that like a bullseye for players or, you know, cause no one had that kind of power and you launched into orbit. I don't think that ball's hit the ground yet. Listen, you know, um, I wish my time for the mess was better. Um, you know, I had a chance, I, a chance to come back to my area. I went to college and I went to, you know, uh, you know, I'm from, you know, Norwalk, Connecticut. No one had anticipated that, that it would end like that. And it's, you know, there's a little emptiness because I didn't go out and perform the way that I wanted to perform. But, you know, I, I had gotten hurt, really didn't know how bad it was. I slipped in that dugout. You think about it. I slipped in that dugout in 1999 with the California Angels, and my career took a slow spiral down. And basically I was out of the game five days later because my ankle and my knee just was, you know, I'm lefty. I needed my left knee to left knee and left ankle to stay down and press and get through the ball. And by the time, you know, I got to the mess and it just, this wasn't working. And me, I'm not going to be, I'm, you know, I got a lot of pride, you know, these guys, you know, these young guys coming up pumping, you know, 95 miles, 95 miles per hour fastballs at me. And I can't even defend myself. You know, it was, it was time for me to, to, to go in another direction. But I did one, I did one good thing. You know, I hit that, I hit that sign. Listen, that's perfect contact. Perfect speed, perfect angle. It's one of those things that's just perfect. I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could do that again. You know, everything, the speed, the the, the picture, the contact, the angle. That's what created that that Budweiser shot.
Yeah, I swear to God, I don't think anyone's ever done that since then or before that. And I've been going to that stadium. Well, while it was while it was a stadium, now it's no longer. But while it was, I was there for at least thirty years. Never saw anyone. Right, right, there. right. So shout out to you and that monster power because I was there in person for it, and uh, that was a hell of a game. Appreciate it. Yeah, and then Mo, the, just uh, one other thing, mentioning your time in Boston. I mean, you were one of the first guys that, as a lefty, just was unbelievable going the other way and hitting the ball over the green monster. Did you always have that opposite field power, or, or did the short distance to left make it more appealing? Because you were the best in the game at going the other way. Man, that's, that's, that's great you say that. You know, I, you know, you wonder sometimes if people really recognize what you could do. And you guys know baseball if you, if you, if you know that. When I got to Boston... First of all, it's, it's 380 right field, okay? And and it's, you know, whatever. That, I, don't, I, don't know, I, don't know what, I don't know what the green monster is. I never went out there and mentioned I don't know if it's 305, 309. I don't know really what, know what it is. Yeah. But it's close. But it's close. And I was struggling. I was struggling, you know, hitting. And, you know, and, and then my dad, Coach Mike Luster, he took me out to the field like 12 o'clock one day, just me and him. And he, he made me stand flat-footed. And he said, I want you to hit this ball off the wall. And I started, I said, man, there's no way I could do that. So I started doing it, flat-footed, not even moving. And that was what I knew that I'm going to inside out these balls. And when I want to, whenever I want to, I'm going to inside out this ball, and I'm going to hit the ball the other way. And then when, I, when you think that I'm going to inside out, I'm going to turn, I'm going to start turning on the ball. So I would play the cat and mouse game on which way I was going to go because I knew if I connected right, on a ball in, it was gone anyway. It didn't matter where it was. But I could inside out that, that – I, I used to pepper that wall. That was like my saving grace in life. You know, I'd go on the road and be one for 25 or one for 16, come home and just bang that wall and get right back in, it, back in it. But it was taught to me. I changed my whole swing in 1993, and I was going strong from that time. But I, I learned – from a, from you know, Mike, you know, Mike used to play back in the Cap Starter days with the Pirates, all those hitters, Madlack, all those guys, and he taught me how to do that. And I just, I went to town doing it. I, I loved it. I loved it. Like, like, I get home and I could just, I could just, I could do what I want. Breaking balls the other way, fastballs the other way. I could pull. I could do everything. It was, it was, it was, it was fun hitting in that ballpark. Oh, for sure. And I mean, speaking of pounding the ball. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know this about yourself, but you used to beat the crap out of guys with the last name Wells. Uh, David Wells, you beat up on quite frequently. And uh, no. so, a, a little trivia for you. Do you know who you hit your 300th home run off of? Here's a hint. The Wells name might be in there, but it's not David. All right, all right. So, David Wells, this is the first David Wells. You know, let me tell you something. The only way you hit home runs... As if a pitcher challenges you. And David Yells and I, we had this thing that, you know, it's going to be me and you every day. You know, you don't sit down, you don't, you don't sit down, you don't sit down against lefties. We're going, we're, go, we're just going to, we're going to go at it. Fastball, slider, we're not, I'm not going to be running around. And that's the only reason why guys get hit is when they challenge you. And he was like that. And we had a great relationship, you know, our whole, our entire career. Um, it was just a battle. Lefty on lefty, I think we appreciated it. I appreciated the fact that he would come at me. He wasn't afraid to pitch inside, but he wasn't. He, he never ran, you know. 
He and, and that's that's when guys are able to get hit when they don't run. And you see, he was a great he was a great pitcher. Anyway, it just you know we just always had that matchup. And I think Wells. I think Kip is it Kip Wells. That's right, Kip Wells. You took him deep. Kip Wells might have might have been my three hundred. Sorry, Kip. I you know you don't need to be on the trivia for me, but I think that's <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, you're a thousand percent right. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I I just found it amazing that you took all these guys Wells deep like it was uh you know like a second part time job for you. So <laughs> congrats. On Listen, I love the, the game. I love the game. I didn't mind playing. I came to play hardball every day. Uh, and I also, and I, and I think the biggest thing for me was you got to show up and, and, and come to play. And I didn't, you know, I faced Randy Johnson just like I would face anybody. It was no sitting down. You know, I was taught that, you know, the only way you, you know, get your numbers is if you get your bats. And I believed in going out there and playing. That was the only way you did it. And you got to take your lumps. Some days it ain't going to be easy. Some days, you know, walking up to you like, man, it's going to be a tough day, day to day. But you got to go anyway because that's that's what it's about. That's the competition. That's the level. And that's what I try to do. Well, Mo, we love your attitude. We appreciate your time in New York. We appreciate what you're doing for New York now. Uh, you know, so uh, thanks for coming on again. This is great. Could you give everybody the website where they could find MVP clothing? The website is MVPCollections.com. That's MVPCollections.com. Go on, you know, get us on, uh, on uh, Instagram and, and, and Facebook. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, but we're trying to service this guy and giving him opportunity to have some style. I appreciate listen, you guys for having me. Hey, and when you're in New York, you know, we'd love to grab a beer and hear some of those Pedro Martinez stories. <laughs> well, definitely. I'll tell you in person. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Mo. All right, guys, man. Have a good day. I appreciate it. Thank have you, Mo. Day. All right. Thanks. Wow, Richie. What an interview with Mo Vaughn. Again, that's MVPCollections.com. Awesome stuff with Mo. He was great. Oh, yeah. Many thanks to Mo Vaughn. I mean, the guy just dishing out information uh, in, in five gallon pails. Uh, just unbelievable. Shout out to Mo. Shout out to MVP Collections once again. Shout out to Michael Bloomberg, uh, who I shouted out during the episode itself. And uh, that's going to do it for us. So you know, there was your surprise in lieu of uh, the Friday rankings. We gave you a nice twenty-five minute chat with the one, the only Mo Vaughn, and uh, that's going to be it. So you could find us on Facebook at First Time Long Time. You can find us on Twitter at Mets FTLT. And you can find us on email at firsttimelongtimepod at gmail.com. Have a good weekend, everybody. Let's go, Mets. The surge for the playoff continues. Yeah, hey, fellas. This is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.